the shot and the score. Great goal. How did that go in? Jones shot scores. Oh, he caught Dylan Ward leading. Jones winds, fires, and scores. Now we got a goal in transition. That's Jonesy. Your boy Mitch Jones with his second shot and a goal from Mitch Jones. Stay hot. There's Mitch Jones, his first of the night. Quickest stick in the West. Goodwin sends it up to Jones. Stings the back corner. Another transition finish. Mitch Jones finishes it off. Coming in from his right, Jones in all goal scores. Look at that pass in front. And Vancouver with Jones. He's heating up. Mitch Jones, another strong game. Welcome, Goal fans, to another episode of Goat Radio. I'm the big man, and I am pumped to have our next guest. And it's about time we talk about the wicked sport of lacrosse. And no better to do it with one of the most elite players in the NLL. And not only that, he's a dual athlete. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm jacked up to bring to you Mitch Jones, a.k.a. Jonesy. Pumped to be here. I'm sure we'll have a little bit of a hockey talk as well in there. But uh, yeah. 100%, man. I know it's crunch time at the end of the year, so thank you for taking the time, man. We are uh, we're in a bit of a playoff hunt. Um, Absolutely. We'll get into it. Um, first things first, the GOAT fans know the drill. We just got to say what we're wearing. We're wearing, uh, we're in a Team Canada jersey, obviously. A little bit corny. It does have my own name on it, but it's the only, oh. time, I've ever, uh, only time I've ever put the Canadian flag on. I went to a tournament in Russia as like a BCHL showcase kind of team. So uh, I've always, yeah, I've always kept this jersey kind of, kind of cool. There were, there were the jerseys that the world junior team wore and then they only wear them for one tournament. So they gave them to us. So I can't remember what year it was, but um, probably worn by someone a little bit cooler than me as well. Oh, buddy, it looks beautiful. All right. I'm wearing. The red New Jersey Devils, Ilya Kovalchuk, one of the beauties in the Goat Rush. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite Russians. All right, man. Like I said, you're a dual athlete, Mitch. And uh and it's 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 a rare thing to do. And you played for the Northern Michigan Wildcats yeah. for four years. And simultaneously you played lacrosse. I don't know many people who've done that, man. So Growing up, and now you're a grizzled veteran in the NL. Growing up, I, I played lacrosse and hockey, but I felt like I had to make a decision, hockey or lacrosse. Did you just love both and you just couldn't give one up? Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, a lot of guys did play both, but it's kind of rare how, how long I got to do it for, right? Um, I think I was just kind of stubborn. I, I love playing both. And yeah, like growing up in, in BC, you have the winter season and the summer season. They make perfect sense um wasn't always that way going up the higher levels you go up but I was just kind of stubborn and always wanted to play both and I uh, was lucky enough to to be able to play hockey at school which then I was almost surprised by it. like the NLL team started calling me because I was draft eligible yeah uh, and I was like hey yeah sure you can draft me but I'm not going to be able to play for four years basically and a couple guys did some research for me and were like oh, I think you can come play right away like you you don't sacrifice your NCAA eligibility um and from that moment on I was kind of, yeah I was obviously interested in doing it and kind of got uh entered in the NLL that way awesome so we'll, we'll we'll touch on hockey first so you played in your junior days the, in the pidge legendary pidge you played at the with the sock guys yeah won a nice championship you went over you had a stint with the V's Penticton V's sure. went over the Centennials yeah and then Surrey Eagles correct ended it off you got a nice scholarship NMU, Northern Michigan University. I got to ask you, 
How was school? How was the Upper Peninsula, man? School. I know you know all about the Upper Peninsula. Um, the UP was great to me, man. I had a great experience there. But the, it's a hockey town, hockey area, right? They love it there. Yeah. Uh, I went to Northern Michigan, which is so it's a D two school, but the hockey program is Division One. So you're kind of, I mean, they're taking care of you. You're kind of the big dogs on campus. Um, people care about it. And uh, no, it was, it was a great experience. I met, uh, I went there. I lived with Jake Baker, who's a Port Moody kid. Um, so came back and kind of made a bunch of friends. Uh, a bunch of his buddies, the Port Moody boys, who I know, I think you know pretty well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Great experience. I had four. We actually, we, so we would have played against each other. What the first two years, I think it was. My, uh, my last two years. So your first two years. Yeah. And that was when it was the, the WCHA or sorry, the CCHA. You were the CCHA. We were still yeah. Yeah, you guys are in W. Yeah, that was a wicked conference, and we play our Oda conference games against you guys. Um, might have been. I, I'm oh, glad yeah. you brought that up because people don't know this. Michigan Tech, Northern Michigan, they got one of the most heated rivalries all of college hockey. Oh yeah, it's it's that close. The fans travel well. We play in front of packed barns every time. Uh, I had a lot of fun in those games. I did look it up before the interview. I went three and one on yes. So I had to flex on. Oh, did you? I I didn't do uh, that. Later. That well against Tech over the four years, but those first two years, we started three and one. <laughs> you know what? I knew you were going to say something like that, but I got a stat here. Okay. I had a stat ready. The last 20 seasons, thir- Tech oh. is 37, 27, and seven. But I guess when we played. I figured that. It's not, it hasn't been pretty. But the last time we hey, the last time we played, you smacked us eight to two. So you can. <laughs> Regardless, though, I, that's one of the memories I have of, of school, the battle of the UP, uh, the, all the UPers coming out. And it was, it was a war, man. It was a war. I'll go this way. Like, I think my most memorable like win was going into tech and winning a game like that. That's, yeah. and I'm sure you did the same thing in Northern. Those are, those are cool wins. And it's a crazy rivalry that, uh, no, I'll never forget those games. So, like I said, you, you played lacrosse simultaneously. Did you get, I know you said you were allowed to play, but did you need permission from the team because of your scholarship and the, the, where the coach is like, fuck, I don't want you to play. Like, what if you get hurt or something? For sure. I, my coach was pretty good at it. I, as, as the four years went on, I think he kind of maybe regret, regretted his decision a little bit, but he was great to me right away. I, I explained him the situation and he knew going in, I was a lacrosse player in the summer and was still playing. Um, I don't think he expected me to be, to be leaving the team at the end of the year when we're done to go play in the pros, but he knew I'd play in the summers and he was good. He said, yeah, of course, if, if that's uh, something that's available to you, go ahead. We'll, uh, we'll help you out as much as we can. Um, I think I also had like, I would play summers and I came to school late a couple of years. So I think it started to wear on him. He wasn't as happy, but yeah, he was good to me. He let me play both. And like I said, I'm a little stubborn. So I kind of forced it on him. Like I, I really wanted to keep playing both as long as I could. Absolutely. And, yeah, well, both. now it, it was a good choice. Now you're an absolutely grizzled vet. You're like a 10 year veteran in the NLL. And, yeah. and, uh, like a lethal scorer. Like, I think you're top two or three in the whole league. Um, What's been the recipe to your success, you think? I've always just just trying to get better every single year. Like you said, it's been 10 years that it flies by, really. There's a COVID yeah. year and a couple injury years, but 10 years is a long time to be doing it. You, you learn your way around the ropes and just trying to get better every year, trying to add something to my game, trying to stay in shape is a big thing, especially in our league. We're not a lot of, not necessarily full time, so you kind of got to be self-motivated. Um, you see guys all the time who, who aren't self-motivated and, and they're done. They get replaced, right? Yeah. So just, making sure you're on top, on top of your stuff and putting the, putting the work in and um, still trying to get better at, at age 31. For sure. And then did you, 
lacrosse and hockey, they kind of go, they kind of complement each other, right? Like, did you, any skills you kind of got from playing hockey to transferring it to, to the NLL? I think the hand skills, the hand skills are definitely the biggest thing that uh, translates. The other thing is like, I think a strength of my lacrosse game is just kind of taking body contact and I'm not the fastest guy, but I can almost like shielding the puck. Like that's obviously a huge yeah. skill. Hockey. So learning how to do that, feel, feel contact and, and rolling and spinning off guys. Um, that definitely translates a lot. And then, yeah, that's probably the main two. Um, and you were a D-man, you were a wicked D-man uh, in hockey uh, and you're a forward in lacrosse. Was it always like that or did you did you try out defense first? My hockey, I always wanted to be a defenseman in hockey, but I was yeah. a late bloomer. So like the 50, when you hit 15, everyone's getting drafted to the WHL. I was just a little kid, but they, so they started throwing me on forward because I was too small to be a real good defenseman or so everyone told me. Um, so then I started playing forward, but I didn't like it as much. Then I hit a growth spurt and hit six three. I was like, hey, can I try defense again? Like, I think I can do it now. And uh, so I was always up and back. Even in college, I would go, they put me at center a little bit sometimes when we, yeah. when we needed help there. But I I laughed because I was kind of a kind of an offensive defenseman, but a defensive forward. I couldn't I couldn't really find that happy medium to to make it all work perfect. But um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed playing defense in hockey and kind of moving the puck. And then yeah, I've always been always been a forward to play in lacrosse. Yeah. Okay, there was big talk uh, last year. Uh, it was big news all over the lacrosse world. You getting traded from Vancouver to Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. Vancouver Warriors to the Philadelphia Wings. Now, obviously, this is your hometown down in Vancouver. You were playing in front of family and friends every night. It must have been an emotional trade. For sure. I had, I think I've been in Vancouver since 2018. Uh, I mean, I was fired up to come back here. They, they moved downtown. I, I had a few great years there coming in, playing in front of family and friends, like you said. Um, I think near the end there, we weren't having very much success. And as fun as it is to play in front of your family and friends, it's also kind of sucks to come in and get shit kicked in front of your family and friends. And, and sure. so that started to maybe wear on me a little bit. And uh, I think it was kind of just a mutual bet for the better of uh, both sides to to move on from there. But yeah, super emotional. I, I didn't think, uh, I'd never been traded mid-season before. It hits you pretty quick. And then right back next week, you're back on the horse playing for a different team um it's been a couple months since then so i'm I'm pretty fired up about it and in the playoff race with philly now but yeah definitely definitely a lot of emotions uh that week coming coming to me yeah that must have been tough you probably made good friendships you were those are your brothers for a bit and um yeah. i wonder how was how's been the transition to to philly it's been good it's been like like you said Vancouver's my home like i yeah. worked i thought i was gonna be here I probably yeah if you asked me a year ago i would be like yeah i'm gonna play here forever as long as i can and and try and make this team as as good as we can get yeah. didn't work out that way so the transition's been good i got to go out to philly live there for a, for a month i've never been really out in the east coast before you know visit new york city all that stuff teammates are great teams uh teams doing pretty well we're in a in a pretty fierce playoff hunt right now but hopefully we can scratch out some wins in the year here um but yeah transition's been great it's always change can be good sometimes see a different perspective to it um just show up just show up to the arena and play don't have to think about too much else and it's been good for sure um i know the philly fans they absolutely love you the philly fans are great yeah how are they mad because you know why the philadelphia flyer fans they're known for being pretty ruthless and and tough and and like i remember when uh dave hackstall was the coach they were they were chanting fire hackstall i remember so they're pretty they're pretty onto the squad but they they seem to really love you guys torts is there now he's still hanging on them they haven't yeah but the philly fans are they're crazy they are crazy 
um i've enjoyed it obviously i've had some success there and they they love me for for the time being but uh it's been awesome there they, like lacrosse in vancouver is pretty big there's obviously a lot of players that come from here they're getting bigger and bigger crowds but and it's not a bad thing but people are there to hang out people are there to drink and party and yeah and maybe it's because the team's not that great but in philly like you got fans swarming you after the game asking you specific questions asking asking about your schedule asking you about yeah your contract everything you can think of um and it's almost overwhelming at first but i think it's pretty cool how much they care and and how they show up and and they do that they got yeah every sport you can name in philly and they show up for every single one so it's pretty cool yeah sports town for sure um what is uh yeah you mentioned it's it's a fierce uh playoff push yeah i think you got three games left three games and, left. and once uh is it uh, they take four teams out of the East, three out of the West with a wild card or something like that, right? Exactly. Top four in the East, top yeah. three in the West, and then there's one spot left for uh, the next best team, essentially. Okay. And then you guys got your game up on Saturday? Yeah. We got a big one. We're in Toronto. So we go, we had in Toronto, all three on the road, Toronto, Albany, Rochester. Um, Toronto's first. They're, if they're not the best team in the league, they're, I think they're first or second in the East. Um, we beat them last time we played them at home. So that's a big one for us. Yeah. And there's three teams in the East, all at seven and eight, all with three games left. So we got to win some games and, and one of us will get them for sure. Maybe two of us. And you, I guess you control your, control your destiny. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe not technically, but if we win three in a row, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we're looking good. Yeah. Start with, start with, start, start with, with one. one, start with one, of course. Yeah. So, um, Minto cup, man cup, legendary, national championships that you won um with the shamrocks you won the man cup and then well, uh, shamrocks and then uh minto cup before that with uh the orange roll northman the northman that wicked name by the way yeah they're a wicked franchise wicked junior lacrosse legendary franchise i think they got i think it's oh i should know that i think they got six mintos now maybe even seven yeah uh, cra- crazy little across town in uh just north of toronto there um i spent i wish i spent more time in orangeville i spent uh basically half a summer there and the playoff run is, is one of the best times of my life but uh yeah nothing bad to say about orangeville northland i wanted to ask you obviously both of those championships are, are both meaningful what's the most memorable you think out of minto cup or man cup if you if you remember that's tough for me i think the minto just because it came first and and like i was a i was a bit bigger part of that team yeah um, I mean, I, it's hard to say go away from the man, but the man I was a I was either a rookie or my second year, and like we had a stacked team. It was also a fantastic experience. The fans of Victoria are the best in BC. They pack that barn uh, every week on Friday nights. Um, I'm going. I want another man cup though. So when I get yeah. that, that'll be the, the most special one in uh, the bellies, new S guy. And I just want to say this stat: you hold a record for the Minto Cup final in points. The Minto you had thirteen points in one fucking game. I'll tell the story of that game because it's, I don't yeah. know, I remember it like it was yesterday. I grew up playing in Delta against all the Quitlam guys who we played in that final. I have like four, I lost every single year. We were second place to Quitlam every year growing up. Yeah. So that, fast forward, I got to play them my last year junior. I'm a, I'm overage, 21 year old. And like, yeah, it was pretty special to be able to do that and, and finally beat them and kind of hang one on them in the mental cup. Holy fuck. How, like thir- how many goals did you get? uh six maybe seven it was wow. like it wasn't a close game maybe a couple in garbage time but uh that's yeah. all right standing all right. record though that's um that's awesome so you're, you're gonna go compete for the man cup again 
yeah, so I play summers with New Sound Bellies. We're we're gonna make a run at this year. It rotates every year. One year the winner of the East hosts it, the next yeah. the winner of the West. So this year it's in the West. It'll be hosted by someone in the West. Hopefully, uh, hopefully us at Queens Park. Awesome, brother. Good luck to that, and good luck to the rest of the season. Last question before we get into some goat rapid fire. Uh, the the main like kind of theme of this podcast is to kind of talk about the goats of the sporting world, right? Yeah. Who is the goat player? you played with or against in both hockey and lacrosse? Oh, man. Um, goat player for hockey is maybe the tougher one. I was thinking about the guys I play against. I mean, I grew, you, up, you, I grew up playing with Brendan Gallagher. I played on like a major midget. We were on a line together. He's 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 doing pretty well for himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's probably the top guy that I played with. Maybe even, I played grew up in high school with the Vander Kane, too, and played a season with him, I think, on the same team. Wow. I'll go with Galley. Galley. The Delta kid. Yeah. What about lacrosse? Lacrosse. Oh, I, I mean, I played with John Tavares, my rookie year in Buffalo. I, he's, I think people, his story's been told a little bit. He's, uh, he's, if he's not the goat, he's, he's one of them. So I'll put him up there. Extremely goat worthy. That guy. Yeah. He's actually on the goat fire. Yeah. All right, brother. Goat rapid fire. Give me your choice. You can expand if you want to, or you can say next question. Okay. All right, brother. Let's goat Connor McDavid or prime Pavel Bure. Oh boy. I'll take McDavid. Yeah. Mick Jesus. Mick Jesus all the time. Holy yeah. shit, man. Nutty. All right. I've seen some Bure highlights, but McDavid. Yeah. We got to go Mick Jesus there. hundred percent. Kale McCarr or Quinn Hughes. Ooh, I feel like I'm going against the Vancouver uh, vibe here, but I'm going Kale McCarr. I like yeah. what he brings to the table. All around, yeah. And he's got some hardware on his hands. Yeah, that, that adds to it as well. <laughs> okay, lacrosse legends. John Tavares or Gary Gate? I knew you were going to say that. I'm going Gary Gate. Good Victoria boy. He oh, was, yeah. Maybe not the longevity but man that guy was an animal like he he was unstoppable at times and jt was too but yeah i like I like the physical presence that uh that gary brought i know gary did he, and he had a brother i don't know much about them but he had a brother paul or something and well, then paul was i mean gary kind of gets more they talk about him more but they're both they're basically the same player um, yeah one was a lefty one was a righty so they just came at you from both sides and they're they're units like they just were six two six three and just like a frid running fridge out there and they'd run through and around guys and then just nasty six skills like we're throwing behind the backs throwing everything they were making they were make, they were doing air gates from behind the net they made like made up moves that people never seen before yeah they're pretty cool fuck awesome okay who would win in a series today the old school Chicago Bulls or today's Golden State Warriors oh man these are top questions yeah uh, um ooh. I'm gonna go Warriors, but blitz them with the three balls. I think they would they would take it. I you know what people are gonna message are... me after this and be like, "Fuck that!" But you know what? I agree <laughs> with you, man. The threes. Yeah, it's a little controversial, and I mean, it, Jordan's the goat, but Steph's damn, he's close. He's right there. He's doing some crazy stuff, and just the the way they play ball, I don't think uh, I don't think they would have the answer for it. Hundred percent, man. Peyton Manning or Patrick Mahomes uh patty mahomes uh and still still working on it but he's gonna get there for sure yeah okay go radio loves wrestling okay yeah hulk hogan or rick flair rick flair 
But I'm oh, on. you like Ric Flair? I'm a. I was a like my older brother. Are you an '88? My older brother's an '88, which is like that's like the the golden era of wrestling, from what I know. And so I yeah. kind of like watched him watch it. I was into it as well, but not as much as him. But uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a Ric Flair guy. Jason's your older brother. Jason's older brother. You guys probably play in the pitch against each other. I think. I I he's a beauty. <laughs> I uh, he played with my cousin. Uh, but I know Jason, and you have a little brother, right? I have a little brother, Ryan. Yeah, he played some hockey. He's he's like six years younger than me, though, so a little bit younger. But uh, he played. He had played for the Giants for a couple of years. Yeah. Also played for the Hawkeyes before that. Wow, athletic brothers, that's for sure. Um, another wrestling one: Brett the Hitman Hart or Shawn Michaels the Heartbreak Kid. Oh, are those two Canadians? Am I mistaken there? Uh, just the Hitman. Just Hitman. Okay, I'm going Hitman Hart then. Good, 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 good answer. GSP, so George Saint Pierre uh, or Anderson Silva. Uh, I gotta take Silva there. I don't love his post. I don't love his late career antics, but I'll go Silva in his prime. Nice, Powerade or Gatorade? Gatorade, blue gate, blue blue Gatorade, maybe yellow. Okay, okay. I don't want to sewer you or anything, but uh, this yeah. is just this is just a uh, uh, it's been a topic the last couple of weeks. Blondes or brunettes? Oh yeah, uh, let's, let's go with the blondes. Blondes. Okay. Uh, favorite pregame meal? Favorite pregame meal. I'm like, I think I'm superstitious in the sense that like, I'm not like, I try not to be superstitious. Like I'm, I try. So I eat all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Probably a nice steak, just a nice tenderloin, no sides. Get me going. Oh, nice. Carnivore. Carnivore. Yeah. Okay. What's the most difficult to sport sport to play in terms of skill, toughness, physicality? Hmm. Hockey's got to be up there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with hockey. Like, there's a lot going on. You got to be tough. You got to be able to skate. You got to be able to t- being tough on your skates and being tough is two different things. It's, mm-hmm. it's you got to be able to do that. Yeah, I'll go with hockey. Nice. Would you rather get bag skated or bag ran? Bag skated, hundred out of hundred. Oh yeah. yeah. You got the cold air. You're close. You're coasting. Yeah. yeah. Is I'm, it called bag ran in lacrosse? Uh, what do they call it? Or lines or whatever. Suicides, they call it. Suicides. Okay. Yeah, we're going to run some suicides. I got a multiple choice question. Yeah. Which goat hockey player also played lacrosse growing up out of this list? A, Wayne Gretzky. B, Connor McDavid. C, Gordy Howe. D, the local goat Kyle Turris. Or E, all of the above. All of the above. It's yeah. all of the above, man. Yeah. Shows you how, how well the sports work together. All right. You're a decade uh, veteran in the uh, in the NLL. Who holds the heavyweight belt in your ten years? In my opinion, in fighting, uh, yeah, heavyweight belt, Billy D. Smith. He uh, he was a monster. He didn't even get he didn't even have to defend it that many times because there wasn't too many takers. I mean, there's a lot of guys, man. I'll put Rory Smith up there too. That guy was an animal. His brother plays. Uh, I'm not sure where he is now, but Brendan Smith, Brendan and Riley Smith are both in the NHL. Oh yes, I remember the Their the brother, trio. Uh, their brother was a different breed, man. I played with him in Victoria. He was a he was a wild man. He he would wouldn't take uh, he'd take on anyone. Wow. Okay. I want to create a little stir in the Lower Mainland. What is the most legendary best organization between the three? Burnaby Lakers, Coquilla Madanax, or New West Salmon Bellies? Well, that's an easy one. It's the historic New West Salmon Bellies. Um, Twenty four man cups. I think I was their ball boy in in nineteen ninety five. So I've been with them for a while. Oh, nutty. Yeah, Simon Bellies. 2023, we're, we're back at it. 
Awesome. Okay. Last question, Mitch. And you have both perspectives in the locker rooms of hockey and lacrosse. Who drinks more booze, hockey players or lacrosse players? That one's an easy one too. It's lacrosse players. Really? Yeah. I mean, growing up, it's in the summer, first of all, and you're just, it's just an easy, when you're in the summer, what do you do? You drink a beer, right? And then yeah, the cross players are just, they're a little bit of a different breed when it comes to drinking. There's definitely, definitely a little bit more. Not the hockey players don't get after it, but uh, the lacrosse guys, I think are just a little bit ahead. Awesome, man. Mitch, man, thanks for doing this. It's toast to the goat time, man. Running, I'm coming back. Don't, don't do it without me. Okay, brother. Yeah, let's do it. You're on, uh, should we tell the people what time it is? <laughs> yeah, what is it? It's 10, 10 a.m. 10, 10, 20, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a toasty with my little Casamigos. Oh, beauty. I'm going to fucking rip up a fucking Corona for you. No, no salt, no lime. Let's go. These will be tasty. <laughs> All right, brother. You know a tornado? I don't know. I can't do that. I'll, <laughs> I'll just throw it down. M- Mitch. You are an absolute goat dual athlete and and that's a very rare type of goat. And not only that, you're an absolute beauty. So thanks for doing this. Thanks for throwing on a jersey and doing this with me, man. Cheers to that. Cheers to the goat radio. Here we Thank go. you, bro. Cheers. Uh, not bad. I should do that more often at 1030 in the morning. Done. Fuck yeah. (laughs) And you know what? I forgot. It's also my birthday today. Happy birthday. Fuck yeah. And I'm going to have a few more today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, probably go to the, take the kids to the movie theater. There you go. Muck it up in the theater. Get the wife to pick us up. You got a day out of you. There you go. Look at the day out. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks again, man. I I wish you nothing but the best of the remainder of the season. Make the playoffs and uh, make some noise in the playoffs, man. Cheers, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate that. This is the greatest of all time podcast show, Goat Radio. We will see you next time for more Goat History. See you, Jonesy. See you later. Who was a goat? Give me your vote. Whipping my shirt, thinking I'm hope. Hollywood Hogan and WO. Give him the boot, top of the ropes. Put him asleep, give him the choke. Go radio. Best of all time, didn't know. Talking the game, chat with the pros. Switching the lanes, clearing my throat. Turning it up, start a debate. It's time to go. Wrestling with grace, fall in the snow. Tie up the skates, never too late. It's gonna blow. In the garage, counting some dough. With the big man and he hosting the show. We going global so fast, never slow. Who is the goat of our ghosts? Wow. We on wait, he won't. Best of all time, that's a ratio Time to tune on, welcome to the show Yeah, gotta let them know